Hey guys, I'm Danny. And I'm EJ. And this is the Your Living Proof Podcast. Where we talk about addiction and how it affects the family, from the brutal to the beautiful and everything in between. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Your Living Proof Podcast. Summer's here, guys. Summer's here. So is my gorgeous wife. I'm staring at her right now. I got distracted. No, seriously, though, it hasn't really been summer yet. Like today I have hope because it says it's going to be 75 and not like 50 mile an hour winds. So I'm feeling like, yep, maybe we can do this. It's been colder and definitely windier (laughs) than I can ever remember in a spring. And I actually posted something on Instagram complaining, murmuring about the winds. And I had people from New Mexico, Arizona, different areas that had been having these winds too so yeah it apparently we're not the only ones yeah we're excited Um, to be with you guys today yes and today's a big day because i just dropped my three babies off at the elementary school this is the last day that they will all be in one school together and yes i've been crying like all morning i went in and hugged their teachers i cried then like i can't stop but yeah it's tender times and especially tender times when um, just yesterday uh, there was the school shooting in Texas where it looks like I think 19 children were killed. And I my heart is like broken um, for a lot of reasons. Obviously, I'm a mom and I can't even like fathom. I can't even mentally go there without breaking down. But Of course, this morning we wake up and all anybody can talk about is guns. Like, oh, we got to take care of the guns. Even at the gym this morning early, you know, they have televisions in the gym and always what's on the television is Sports Center, right? ESPN. Yeah. Where they talk about sports. But every person on there is talking about the shooting too. And it is all about what they're trying to do with guns. Gun control. Guns. Guns. Gun violence. All this stuff. And... I want you to read to him what we wrote. Yeah. I So I wrote something this morning and posted on Instagram. I'm just going to read it because I feel it like so heavy right now. And just overnight, they've discovered things about this boy that, that was the one that killed all the kids. He's just a kid himself and just discovering about his life and things that he endured. And so we find out that he, he was bullied at a very young age for having a, a stammer, like a stutter. Um, he had a, a very difficult relationship with his mom. And it sounds like his mom is the only parent um, that he had in the home that they had. Well, it hits home because the young man who's a good friend of ours and we partnered up with doing these. Raising kids in combat. Yeah, doing these yeah. workshops for parents. If you've heard Smith Alley's story. Yeah, it began it, with that. That's where it began. His just led to pornography and an escape through that yeah but, but it started with his his stutter his speech, in first grade yeah. he found out you know i'm different kids treat me different because i have a stutter yeah read what you wrote so, so i'm gonna good. read what i wrote so blaming guns is easier than acknowledging that bullying is just as lethal our secrets keep us sick what if this kid had a safe place to talk about those unbearable feelings with what if he had an authentic connection with even one of his parents or any adult Our secrets keep us sick. And what happens when a secret turns into cancer inside of you and you lose connection with yourself, with your community, with your friends, and with God? This, this is what happens. The opposite of addiction, loneliness, anger, fear, resentment, and depression is connection. This is an extreme and unthinkable tragedy that could have been squashed before junior high. 
If only he had someone who noticed, who acted in his behalf, who made the needed effort. It comes down to what a family friend of his noted in the last slide. I think he needed love. We need prayers for the families of those who lost loved ones, and we need change in our communities. Be the parent who teaches their kids to love kids who are different or who are struggling. Be the parent who brings in those on the fringes and who welcomes them into your home and your life and who loves them. That is what is missing. And I, I, can't, I can't stress it enough because we know, like just like Smith, he was bullied and it turned into a secret. But he did eventually let that secret out. Yeah. And it didn't have to turn into the tragedy. I just wish more than anything, all of these major networks, these platforms that get to reach the world and control the narrative would actually one time look at the root of the problem. Yeah, just the I'm, real I'm, root. I'm a living example that if you are in a bad place and you are seeking out cocaine or heroin, both of those are legal. They are a federal, it's a federal charge. Like it's a felony yeah. to have them in your possession. It's, you can find them. Yeah. It's easy to find. So the guns, yes, problematic, destructive, caused harm. If those are illegal, they're still able to find them. Yeah. Like <laughs> you, you can find them. But what never happened is in this school, in this area, there was not enough support. There was, there weren't programs. There wasn't enough for someone to put their arm around this young man to make him feel included, to give him a place to stop, talk, and feel take safe. away. Yes, to yes. feel safe, to shed all of these secrets, yes. the hurt, the pain inside. And honestly, just if you aren't aware, maybe this is the first episode that you've listened to of ours. This is why we created the Raising Kids in Combat workshops, because our kids are are being raised in an environment that is is different than any other generation. Even even 10 years ago, the experience kids had growing up was vastly different than what yep. we're doing right now. And it will take a very different approach to parenting and adulting, being an adult to these kids. And so that like we t we talk and we teach about thing ways to connect and and the reasons why it's so important to connect. And, and just how we can be in front of these issues for our kids because we will never keep all of these big problems and these big overwhelming feelings from them. We won't. They will come. But what we can do is be the kind of adult and parent in their life that says, it came and I'm here with you. I'm going to hold your hand through this. We're going to get through it. You're going to, you just fell flat on your face and had a total epic fail and that's okay. We're going to get back up. We're going to keep going and be that kind of a parent that doesn't panic and run when their kid has a problem. Well, it's learning how to create and keep that authentic connection. Yes. It, at all costs, even when been. it's threatened. Yes. And then the workshops, it's more than just that. You can do that and they still suffer, but it's also emphasizing and giving them support in ways to stay connected yes. with other people, with mentors, with yes. different support groups, with other kids that are going through Absolutely. the same thing. Absolutely. We've recently had a few experts on our show. One was was an expert in, in, in sex, sex education. Yeah, Tammy Hill. And she explained the most important thing, even more than overcoming sexual addictions, addictions yeah, or habits, is creating that connection. If, if you lose that connection, 
Yeah, she says at all costs, keep that connection with your child. Yeah, and we had, we just on our last episode had an expert with tech. Yeah, Chris McKenna from Protect Young Eyes. And it was the same thing. The most important thing is keeping that connection. Yes. So So it's too bad that this young man had lost connection. Because even if you don't live in a home where you can have a connection with your mom or dad or a grandparent, there's just someone out there. It's too bad someone couldn't have found that connection. Because what it's what it's all about. So let's move on to the topic for today. Yeah, yes, we have we have a great podcast for you guys. This is something I've noticed over years. There's always different stories. There's always different reasons why people end up making bad choices that inevitably always lead into addictions. There's always reasons. They all differ. Yeah. The most common one though is young men and women who are introduced to the sexual confusion, pornography at a young age. And it takes hold of them right, in a way that's unimaginable. Yep. And for most of them, for a while, that's where it stays. But for far too many over time, the guilt, the shame, everything that's associated with that word and that world leads them to other things. Right. Their doctor gives them certain medications to numb them. They find their own medications to self-medicate with, to take away those unwanted feelings. Right. Because at a young age, when you're watching pornography, it's not looking at a playboy or a hustler (laughs) when you were young. Uh -uh. If some of you listening remember that, it's it's hilarious because as threatening as that was at a time, that was kind of like the good old days. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. Remember when like Guns and Roses and like the outfits they had the girls wearing on their videos? Yeah. Those cut off Levi shorts with their little booty hanging out. You're like, I don't want my boy to see that. Yeah. uh -uh. Now it's like, oh, man, I hope they, they don't see anything more than consensual porn. I mean. It's incredible. So I bring that up for the single topic that I've noticed something that's happening. What pornography is doing is not only leading to cross addictions where they're now doing other things, illicit drugs, alcohol, whatever it is, because it almost always goes to that point. Yeah. And if it doesn't, we had brought up an example earlier, Smith Alley. There's far too many young men that do not cross that bridge. Right. Into drugs or alcohol. And what's the alternative? Suicide. Yes. Hopelessness. Yeah. Just complete complete depression hopelessness leading to bad things tendency but this is what pornography does it's the ender for the hunt yes this is this is the truth and i've just noticed this compared it to my own life i had different reasons different things that happened to me in my life but pornography is ending the hunt yep so let's talk about that what's the hunt in the your hunt. mind so We did talk about this. I gave my wife a bunch of examples. I did some self-reflecting. And I think any other guy out there, regardless of your age and women, can maybe relate to this a little bit. Yeah. From as long as I can remember, as, as young as I was, the crown jewel, like what I was seeking after. Of course, we want to win trophies. We want to win championships. We want to get good grades. We want, you know, whatever. Learn how to play instruments. Do all those things. But the number one goal was women yeah girls you just attention i I, I want to date i want to kiss them i'm gonna marry one i mean it was just girls so from a young age it was a hunt right and i want to explain why (laughs) anyone who hunts there's a lot that goes into it Mm -hmm. there's timing planning preparing being patient scouting out things there's just so much work into that to that hunt. It's not like killing raccoons. No, it's not like killing raccoons. That's a separate <laughs> story. I have 
been taking over my life. <laughs> but the hunt is over when pornography is introduced to someone's life. So we talked about it. It was the motivating factor for me. And listen, there's nothing unique about me. Every man, I know if my dad's listening, he was the same way. Yes. He served a mission for his church and we came home. He was he was one track mind. Yeah. Laser focused. Gotta yes. find me a woman. I want a woman. I need a woman. Okay. There's plenty of other men that are the exact same as me and my dad and my brothers. What do you need to do if you want to have a woman at a young age? It doesn't even matter if you're 12, 14, 15, 16. When you start thinking, oh, I want a woman. Yeah, I'm thinking. I want, I want to, a woman in my life. Yeah, you're thinking, I need to have nice hair. So I need to. Every single. Buy some new shoes. Yes, every aspect of my life was driven by that. That one thing. Okay. Yes, you want nice shoes. You don't have the fancy shoes. You got to have the perfect jeans. Yeah, you got to have jeans. You got to have a fresh haircut. Yeah. All of that required what? Money. Money. Yeah. So even if even if you had parents who supported you, that required doing chores. Right. You gotta have some spends. A if lot you of yard work. Get the new yes. Your if your parents jeans. weren't willing to help, <laughs> you had to go get a job. You had to find other neighbors that would pay you. You had to put effort out to get money. Now not only did you get money and you look fresh, but now you're like, oh cool. What what are we gonna do? Yeah, you gotta have a plan. You have a date. Like we gotta go to dinner. We're gonna go to you have that money again. Yeah. So you have to keep working harder. Yes. Yes. Okay, great. Money is a big factor. So you got a job. You're learning how to work. You also have to take care of yourself. Yeah. I remember every time I went on a date, I do a hundred pushups before I went on the date. I'd make sure I was looking <laughs> good. Like I wanted to be looking swole. Just <laughs> so you take care of yourself. You're physically. He still does that. You guys. Yes. You're staying physically fit to impress. Yeah. The woman. Yeah. Right. Another aspect. You have to have courage. It's terrifying. It, yeah, like to actually like say the words. It's it to ask them out. What about like dialing on a phone and you weren't sure who was going to answer the phone? Like maybe it's going to be her dad. Oh, how about the fact that I couldn't do that? So I had to just talk to him face to face at school. Yeah. Okay. Nowadays you're texting or you're instant messaging or you're hitting them up on social media. Still, you have to have courage to reach out and ask. Yes. You have to ask them. Like say the words face you, to face. You have to learn rejection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time I went down this road, there was times where I got rejected. Now. You probably didn't get rejected. Eh, not a lot, but I did. <laughs> the time I got rejected, an individual the, singular the time. time. Yes. Yeah. It, it crushed me. I'm sure. It crushed me. I would have been better off being rejected most more frequently nonetheless you have to deal with rejection yeah if you are lucky enough and a woman's like yes i'd like to i'd love to go out with you yeah what do you have to do you have to plan and prepare yeah you what am i going to do where are we going to go i have to call what do i have to do mom you have to make a reservation yes you have to clean your car yeah make sure your clothes are clean you have to plan a date what are we doing after dinner yeah oh i don't know we're going to go here how are we going to get here okay there's a lot of planning into it. There's also the spiritual side of it, that it's the ultimate goal. One day I'm going to marry a woman. When you think about marrying a woman, it's different than thinking about kissing a woman. When you want to think about kissing a woman, pretty much everyone's included in that. But yeah. when it comes to marrying a woman, you're dialed into something special. Right. Something phenomenal. And it's going to take the best version of you to find that person that you're going to marry. That's going to be the woman, the wife of your children. 
The mother of your children. Sorry. Your wife and the mother of your children. So that requires a lot of fine tuning for yourself. Right. You're setting high goals. Keeping high standards. Let's let's go back. Why are we saying all this? Because every freaking thing I did in my life was driven by the woman. Yeah. You had a purpose and it was that. Like, I'm sorry. I went to boom. school because I went to college because I knew that I needed to be able to provide for a woman. Yeah. I served, And you wanted to meet lots of women. I served a humanitarian uh No, it wasn't I served a mission for my church. Sure. Uh and I did and it helped. But guess what? I did it because I knew it would impress girls. For sure. Oh, let's not even think about the fact I learned to play the piano. I hated the piano. I'm sorry, mom. I hated practicing the piano and I got really good. And what was my single motivating factor? I don't even care. Like even when I was at Yahoo and going to house parties and everyone's drinking, all I had to do is sit down at the piano. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. All the girls just rallied around. You guys, I was getting my nails done yesterday. This is a side story, but and. I was dying because Brian Adams. Everything I do, I do it for. It came on. And I was like, I texted Danny. I'm like, oh my gosh, babe. I wish you were playing this on the piano right now, but. It's the it's only on song the that I had memorized from heart, like I can do it with my eyes closed. It's that Brian Adams yeah. song, but it he, worked. Every once in a while, he it worked. Still plays it got it. me lots of kisses. So okay. here's the reality all those things. Yeah. I did. Driving force. Like it caused you to get out of bed and do all the things. Because I wanted a woman. Yeah. Porn comes in nowadays. And I'm telling you right now, the most common story I've heard. Fine young men. Just incredible young men have said, oh man, I I just prefer, I just prefer, I just prefer this. And I'm like, wait, you prefer porn? Wait. Yes. And can you just be real about that? Like what happened this week? Okay. So we were helping a good friends of ours, um, moving their warehouse. Yes. I volunteered a day of my time and a lot of muscle hanging 13 feet up on some (laughs) scaffolding scaffolding. And it was terrifying, but it was awesome there. They hired this company and there's, I don't know, 10 young men that are all equipped physically to help with this kind of work. They're there, you know, one or two of them are rough on the edges, but the rest just look normal. We're up on the scaffolding. We're waiting for the forklift to come back up. We start talking, getting to know each other a little bit. They're all between the ages of like 18 and 25. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. I felt completely alone. Yeah. They're talking to me. Oh, you're married. Wow. You have kids. Awesome. And I told them about my story where I've been. Yeah. I also got some street credibility, you know, yeah, you, you got to get the street cred. In there. You get some street cred. Like, Hey, don't mess with me, man. I've been to jail. <laughs> but look at my life now they're like wow your wife's hot you're married like are you happy i was like yeah they're like you know what that doesn't that does, that's not gonna that's not for me that's too yeah. much work i don't even i don't even know where you find a woman like that anymore i don't even know what you do i just prefer having my pocket pussy yeah facts sorry mom but that was the word used i turned around the young man yeah me too i even can warm up mine this is real. I'm 13 like, feet up off the ground waiting for this forklift to bring these beams up. The other guy above me up on the shelf. Yeah, me too, man. I got three of them. I kind of rotate them. Oh my gosh. All of them talking about these sexual devices that they can use to masturbate and have it. So the conversation continued. And they talked about how much cheaper it is. Yeah, I don't have how to much take less it out on effort dates. it takes. How much less dramatic it is. 
Yeah. Um, you know, so much less drama, so much less effort. Now, some of them desired to have a real woman rather than the thing in their pocket. I already said the word. I won't say it again. But it blew me away. Because for a group of men who work together to openly talk about yeah. their pocket pussy, the device they have to yeah. sexually please themselves with, is so common. Yeah. That there was, there was one or two that don't. And guess what the curiosity was? Oh, what's that? Oh, it's better than masturbating. You can do this. Oh, that's cool. So they talked to him about it. One of them even sent them the link to get it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm in shock going, okay, this is now the norm. Now I understand not every group of boys is talking about that. I'm talking about all the other young men I've worked with who are doing this in. Yeah. Just in secrecy. Yeah. Privacy going down this world. Many of them telling me they just prefer this. This is easier. Yeah. Once pornography is introduced to someone's life and nothing's done about it, the hunt is over. Yeah. And I have come, I'm just bewildered by all this because I think now, have I had problems with pornography in my life? Yes, I have. Yeah. I have. It's been a very long time, but had I been introduced at a young age with the toxicity, is that yeah. the right word yeah. of the porn that's now available? Of course I saw playboys. Of course I was interested in things like that, but the toxicity of porn these days and how captivating it is, I would have lost the yeah. motivation to do everything. Right. And I think that's the, that, that right there is the key. Like the hunt is over. Okay. Well, who cares? Well, you should care because when the hunt is over, any man's purpose has been ripped from his heart. And now he is just lurping yep. along in life. What motivation does he have to do anything? Work, clean himself up, uh, read a book for heaven's sakes, get educated, do anything difficult because even socially having connections with people, why would you need to? Well, the argument would be, oh, because you want to be a good person. You want to progress as a but person. But what I'm saying is when you lose your purpose, that quickly fades into yeah. the background. And I'm not saying it for 100%, but for a vast majority of the people that are like me, the driving factor at a young age, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do that. I did it because I wanted a woman. Right. You take a man's purpose from him and you have a big problem on your hands. You yeah. have a menace. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's what it ultimately turns into is you either have somebody that just is so apathetic towards anything, or you have somebody who just will eventually become a problem yeah. in some other way. I love these medieval movies like, you know, nights back in the day. And these you guys, gladiators. if you haven't watched the last kingdom, do it now. These warriors and all of them were fought. Netflix. They all fought and kill each other over women. Yeah. Protecting protecting women gaining wealth and land and yeah it's all the driving motive the motivating factors for women so that is why it's so destructive yeah. and that's why there's so many families with a young man maybe a hus younger husband or a son and it's also with with girls yes who are not only confused and threatened with something in their life but it removes the hunt yes and I just want to say right now, if if you want, if this like topic fascinates you even at all, or you want to know more about it, I, my, one of my very favorite books is called Boys Adrift. And if you go to our Instagram page, um, and you click on our link tree, there's a, there's a link that says RKIC resources and we have it in there. 
as a resource for parents. Um, you can find it on Amazon, whatever. But Boys Adrift is the name of the book. And this is by a Dr. Leonard Sachs. And he has done all these amazing studies through like the last 20 years. But it really dives into to this and, and kind of talks about the different reasons why this could or could not be happening in your family, blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is in the, even the last 10 years, women now outnumber men in the workforce and enrolling to college in getting a college degree. Women have now, they are the heavy majority there. And why does that matter? Well, it matters because you have this group of boys and men that have just stopped thriving, stopped providing, stopped being men. And that, when that happens, I'm sorry, it's a ripple effect in society. Bad things happen. Men are supposed to be men for a reason. Yep. Like it or not, they are supposed to to go out and do. And when they lose their purpose, he even he studied this group of individuals, and it was very interesting because it had nothing to do with technology. He studied this group of individuals in um, Alaska. Their way of surviving was killing these sea lions, and you had to know how to kill sea lions and it was passed down by generation 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 to these boys and they weren't shooting them with guns they weren't shooting them with guns it was like a very special skill that had to be taught and when that skill ceased to be needed because they didn't rely on that anymore as a food source suicide went up 70 percent among those young men in that area 70 percent because they lost their purpose they no longer felt they had a purpose or that they were contributing to their community, to their family, to any sense of livelihood. And if you could just take that as a small example of what, why it's so important, porn is a problem, but the bigger problem is porn is a problem because it leads to young men failing to find their purpose. They fail to find their purpose. And after time- The hunt is over. The, you lose your purpose- you become addicted to these sexual things. You'll either go down a, a path of destruction where you feel hopeless and contemplate yeah. taking your life or you find a way to avoid those unwanted feelings Yes, in the form of drugs and alcohol. Yes. So with all of this said, how do you help? What do you do? What is something we can do? I just simply want to share where I've seen people overcome these things never comes in the form of being grounded mm-hmm. or installing the greatest firewall systems known to man in your home and controlling their devices. Cause guess what? They know a million other people with devices that don't have controls trying to control or avoid or punish never works. Nope. It's it was for generations passed on, right? Like think about how many generations people got spanked. Yeah. Right. It was, it's just kind of one of those things that got passed on where it's like you punish, you take it away, you lock them in the room, they're grounded for the whole summer. That's kind of like your gut instinct to do. Yeah. That doesn't work. Let me explain what works. There is a consequence. If your husband or your son is doing this and you know it's a problem now, it's not like you're just like, oh, it's cool. Like, it's just a natural thing. Like, what are you watching? Yeah. No, there's consequences. 
the consequence rather than be being grounded or punished or take, it should be that they are required, you know, otherwise there may be some consequences. Yeah. They're required to go to this support group. They're required to meet with a mentor or a sponsor of some sort mm-hmm. where they can go and gain skills to overcome this. Right. They keep that connection. Yep. At all costs, you keep that connection. And if they're not willing to open with, up with you, then they can go to support group. Believe it or not, in and out of most churches, they have support groups yeah. where people meet together just for pornography, sexual yeah. addictions. They're open meetings. Open meetings meaning any type of addiction. You can even go to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting if it's a sexual addiction and hear the same underlying issues. Right. But you're surrounding yourself with other people going through the same struggle having the same feelings, having the same reaction as you, that's empowering. Yeah. First of all, you know you're not alone. Yeah. No longer do you feel like the only person who's ever You're no longer Smeagol hiding stuck. up in the rocks on the top of the mountain by yourself protecting your precious. Like whoa, there's other people like me. It's empowering. Yeah. You're hearing all these examples of where people either fail or succeed. So you're gaining support. Most importantly, and even if you just start working with a mentor, a sponsor, a therapist, you are no longer harboring the secret that is destroying you. Mm-hmm. And the hope is that you gain enough momentum, desire, tools and resources to overcome this so that you can set it aside and get back to the hunt. Yeah. But just trying to punish someone or trying to avoid seeing it will never gain enough power to overcome it. They're going to have to overcome it. It will always be a threat. Your whole life. Yep. And I would also add another thing that is critical, and this is something that Danny does so well with those he mentors, is finding a good habit to replace with this bad habit. Sure. There's going to be a void. There is going to be a void. When you stop a behavior that that is a daily thing for you, you're going to have to find a replacement for that. It's not, you can't just sit in it. So at two o'clock in the afternoon when you're alone, and that's typically when you watch porn, you're going to have to have a game plan of doing something different. Yep. And that might be going outside for a walk. Mountain biking. That might be yoga. That might be pottery for some. That might be going to a boxing class. Yeah. Anything really to connect outside of yourself would be yep. favored above being staying alone. Connection comes in many forms. You need connection with a religious leader, but maybe that's not the first step. Yeah. You need connection with somebody else that you feel safe with. You need connection with a group of people. Yep. You need connection with nature, nature, with sports, with things that fulfill you. But again, when pornography comes into people's life, it just paralyzes them. Yep. The motivation to do anything, to get off your butt and do anything is gone yep you really do end up i love that image as smeagol at the top of the mountain alone yeah my precious just like all decrepit and sitting there nasty like that's what happens to a person's soul yep but it doesn't have to it It doesn't doesn't have have to to. stay that way so i just want to end by saying this it doesn't matter if it's porn addiction alcohol drugs whatever where everyone fails is sitting there waiting for that loved one of theirs, right? The person that they know from growing up or the person that they married who at one point was amazing. Guess what? They're still amazing. They're just stuck, okay? But you're just waiting for that person that you know to kind of wake up and change. 
Yeah. I'm sorry, but that's where for generations we misunderstood the nature of addiction. If you aren't the one that fights, that does whatever's necessary to get them unstuck, they will stay there. Yeah. It always inevitably ends up either a judge mandating that you do it, incarceration or death. So before one of those three inevitable places, you need to be the one that steps in and says, no, we're not doing this anymore. And it's not done by grounding them, abandoning them, locking them in their room, taking this away, threatening them. It's by requiring that they surround themselves with support. Yeah. And often, not always, but often when they are surrounded with support, they don't feel alienated. They gain resources, how to become strong. They see examples from others and they overcome themselves and turn into a better form of who they are. Yeah. So please, if, if your loved one is willing to get help, reach out, find someone that can get them help. If they're not, you need to reach out and figure out what it's going to take to get them help. And I just want to give another shout out for our courses. Will you read one of the messages that you got about that this week? We have had um, just, it's just been so rewarding. Um, we've had so much feedback about our, our courses, the the missing piece, the four course yeah, bundle. I'll and just share one. We got, yeah. we, we got a couple that came through yesterday and a few the day before. Hey, P.S. I just wanted to thank you for the courses I won back in the end of December. In December, we did a giveaway for some courses. My 21-year-old son, who's been an addict since 2016, started when when he was 16. He spent the last year homeless in a hell that must have been needed to make the changes he chose to make. He checked himself into rehab, did 70 days, and has been clean since January. We presented him, in quotes, the gift. Which is what you learn in the in the course. Which is what you learn in the courses. We presented him the gift and we have witnessed a miracle. We aren't naive, but have but we do have a plan in place and hope again and hope again where he's concerned. So I would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for your part in this. The reality is it's helping them formulate a plan, formulating something to offer them. We call it the gift to get the help, to do what's required, and that they're gonna support them in the process. Yeah. But that's the whole idea. We've got to empower people so they can overcome these things. We can't avoid them. We can't punish. It's about empowering people so they can heal and do it themselves. Yep. And I just hope more and more young men get back to the hunt. My yeah, goodness. The hunt is good. Yep. It we is. I mean, hunting. think about how cool I was. I would I'd pick up this girl in my clean car, my fresh kicks, new haircut, and then I had my CD case that I got to let her flip yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah, you did. That's when I was balling. But you know what was cool was that you called her on the phone or you looked at her in the eyes and you asked her out. And that, if we take that from our kids, man, they have missed a very critical part of growing up and becoming. And it's so much better than that pocket thing those guys were talking about. I mean, so I hope so. We love you guys. We're <laughs> thankful that you tuned in for another episode and we hope you have a lovely week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.